I'm finna put all this in my book bag, cause I'm from the streets. Yeah, yeah. Boom, what's going on? It's your boy Ambition, and we are back today with another episode of the MYFB podcast. And today we have the man, the myth, the legend. This guy has gone from veteran getting chased down from what they discovered under his bed, right? Spoiler, it was a whole bunch of J's. How'd you get those? We're going to get to it. Um, went from all of that, going through it in the military, right? Because everything isn't always just, right? Things happen to all of us. Then getting out and starting his own business. And I remember four years ago, you know, it was like, oh man, maybe, you know, that's just the tax thing. You know, everybody gets started with tax repair and credit repair. You go, oh, that's just a tax thing. And then you look over, you go, yo, my man's is building a corporation over there, right? So just so y'all understand the difference in conversation, we are going to be talking to a seasoned veteran business owner uh, who's been making the goddamn moves and doing the thing. Mr. Carl Sirius, how you doing, sir? Thank you, thank you, thank you, my man, Ambition. Oh, wow, I don't think I've ever had such a welcome before. Thank you, I'm honored. Um, man, we go way back. We go way back as you start speaking. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, wow, we go way back. Yeah, definitely uh, decade plus. I think that's solidified things, man, when you know somebody for like a decade plus. Yo, that's that's real true. And it's when you knew somebody a decade ago and they were this ambitious person. I mean, my name is my name. But when you meet people that are like you and then you watch them go off and you go, man, I need to be making these moves. I'm doing my thing. You look over to the left and the right. You go, oh, he's sprinting. (laughs) He's going right. Then you look forward. Life got out. Life did his thing, right? Shout out to the big bro. And he really set the example. So there's really um, a group of us veterans that got out, that know each other, that jumped immediately into business. I I don't know what it is. You think there's something about the military that that makes you not want to work for people after you get out? I have to agree in a certain sense, but I'll also say uh, the military make us more suited for entrepreneurship. Mm. How, how so? How so? Um, you know, like, I, I don't want to get too moral, but like, let's let's take, for example, the the comment reading list at the top of it. Uh, there is this um, a message to Garcia. You want to hear something funny? Yes. Several times. Uh, within my business partnerships and I, I've talked, I've spoken to different teammates and they go, oh, well, you know, you gave me this to do. I got to take some time. I got to stop. I got to learn how to do it. So then they're studying, they're watching a bunch of videos. But then me, I go back to that military mindset message to Garcia, that motherfucker, and just kind of get to it. I research as I'm on the keyboard or as I'm doing the thing. And you're right. That has made the world of difference for me and my business. Uh, not just studying something, but jumping directly into practical application. Have, has that been the same for you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, one other thing that I think I've done since I started is really implementing implementing um i kind of told myself being that i'm so small i mean for a long time it was just me Mm. so it may sound like a disadvantage in certain situations but what that allows also is like speed i mean granted i always had my wife helping me as well um helping me put my best foot forward with designing things like that but for the most part it was just me so it gives me speed of implementation and um if something don't work, you know, at least, you know, it doesn't work. So right. I, I think a lot of times people kind of stunt their growth because he's trying to find like that perfect formula. Like you're just trying to like, you know, like it's whenever you hear the word perfect, I believe you should be concerned. Mm. Like there isn't such a thing, you know, I agree with that. There's, um, you know, a, a coach, a business coach that I subscribe to 
that said something very um, relevant to our current discussion and what you were just saying. And what he said is that um, business is an experiment and you can't be afraid to try new things and see if it works. If it doesn't work, try something else, pivot, right? Um, so even with me signing up for his program, I've had a couple of pivots within there. And because, you know, I had that understanding of where the pivot, uh, the pivot needed to happen and how it needed to happen, it came across much less disjointed than otherwise would have looked, right? Has, uh, has that happened to you in your four years of business? Have you had to pivot? And uh, in that pivot, did it maybe look chaotic behind the scenes? Uh, but what you put forth, again, was that best image, that best foot forth. Yes, I'm, I'm very thoughtful about um, making pivots. Because mm. one thing I also try to do in a sense, it's be congruent when people hear about me, you know, mm. and uh, because of the umbrella of the things, you know, that I cover, that I offer, sometimes it's been hard for people to really like, how do you, how do you put me in a box? And, right. you know, it's, it's something I had to kind of find out lately, you know, and it's like, it's, it's hard because I've worked for a Fortune 100 company multiple actually like i was in the foot of the personal financial advisor but because right. of how it sounds and i did not really want to be captive to that industry i let that go but does mm. that mean that i forgot my tools no how to use them so technically that's what i am for people mm. uh but uh i can't really call myself that so some people they call me tax expert credit expert but um, it's, it's very, from the beginning, it was a pivot for me, to be honest, because when I started initially, I just really wanted to do taxes. Mm. And then I got hit with some credit issue of my own. And that's when I saw, like, in, in the midst of adversity, I saw it as a blessing in disguise. And I'm like, okay, I actually, you know, to be frank, I was scared of starting my business four years ago by the time that I did start my business. And right. now I'm getting hit with this. It could have been traumatic, but me, I tell myself like, hey, this is a blessing in disguise because the reason why I was scared to open up is because of the competition, the seasonal aspect of the tax business. But now if I can work on my own credit and offer that as a service. You got a business I, year round. Absolutely. Absolutely. And now, you know, because uh, credit is not seasonal, unlike taxes, more people know me as an expert for credit. But really, when you dig down in the background, you can see that's me pivoting around because really my background is a master's in business administration with a concentration in accounting. Mm. So, yeah, that's why some people get confused sometimes. But yeah, uh, you got, when you pivot, it, it has to make sense. You know, it has to make sense. That's one thing I would right. say. I, and one thing I, I'll definitely say about, you know, pivoting, uh, especially in your business, whether it's in your career and you're saying within corporate or, you know, you're just jumping from one industry to the next, however you're going to do it, commit. Right. And I say that three times over, commit, commit, commit. Uh, when you commit to your pivot, it, it's not like it's the difference between doing research on marketing and becoming a marketer, right? Like that's the stuff that I'm talking about with people. So for example, if you're doing research on marketing, that means you're just watching the videos, you're taking some notes. You're a marketer from the very first time that you go and share a post or you hit that ads button and now you got an ad in the manager and you're looking at the analytics trying to see, hmm, if I change this word, maybe if I say now, or maybe if I add the word free, I'll get more conversions. Like that in that space, you're a marketer and then you need to treat yourself as such. And then we can start overcoming imposter syndrome. Sorry for the tangent, the rent, but we're going to pull that right back in. Um, what has been your struggles with imposter syndrome? I know when, when we talk about pivots and jumping from one industry to a, a next, 
um, there can be some barriers to entry. There's usually those gatekeepers, right? That want to know about what you did last. How do you get over that? It's, it's so many ways, you know, humor, humor. Like I could always give someone a status shock, you know, if, you know, through humor, if they're trying to feel like they discredit me. I feel like I'm really good on picking up vibe, you know, the same way that somebody wouldn't want to give me a, you know, uh, a chance. And mm -hmm. I understand, you know, maybe you don't deserve me as well. That's true. Yeah, I could be very bold, you know. I remember I kind of started a bit early, you know, when people were seeing my face and, you know, coming from the military and, um, you know, still working out, looking like I'm 18 years old because I still shave. And people think I'm still in high school and they're telling me, oh, you can't do my taxes. You look like you're still in high school. And it's like, that's so ignorant, like, you know. Right. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's different things. But, like, one of the biggest struggles, to be honest, is evolving and letting uh and communicating that you're evolving in a way that people understand and is comfortable with it but i think lately um you know I, i've came to the conclusion that it's not within my control mm. to make other people comfortable you know yeah that that makes a whole lot of sense man um and and that's something I've had to come to terms with, too. I, I mean, you, you saw how I was doing it in 2014, where I had the suit on and the tie and, you know, clean cut, well shaven it. And, you know, if that's you, that's cool. Right. If that's what you want to do, go ahead. But if you're not comfortable, why are you doing it? Right. And while I will say I still do believe in sacrificing comfort for success. Um, not if it restricts mobility, right? And what I mean about by that is the way that you show up, if that's something that matters to you, then show up how you need to show up so that you can put your best performance out there, right? Because people don't give a shit about how you look. Nowadays, they give a fuck about how you perform, Um. And since we let, let's actually get into that, um, we've had a lot of conversations on the side, uh, both of us being entrepreneurs and constantly looking for how we can create opportunities for people, as well as, you know, make our lives easier with a lot of the things that we need to take on strategically. Because, um, you know, and let, let me know if you agree with this, first off, is, you know, one of the things about business is that the tasks that are aligned in a business have less to do with what the individuals are capable of and more to do with what is strategic for the business. Would you agree with that? Um, say, say, say it again, like um, with the task. So the tasks that are assigned from the business have more to do with what is strategic for the business uh, and less to what the individuals are capable of. I, I would agree. It's, it's always a balance. I would agree. Right. So, I mean, like for the, for the most part, uh, if you're running a, uh, a digital marketing agency and you have a client that needs a photographer, it behooves you to have a referral system that helps you go find a photographer, right? So forget what you can't do your business needs to be able to supply or facilitate this service, right? That's what I'm talking about. And absolutely. I say all that to lead into, you know, my very nerdy lead into this part. Uh, employment, finding employees and, and finding people to work with you. Um, Cause it may not be employees and maybe partners. Uh, I know what your preference is, but what is your preference? Uh, when finding assistance on projects for your business? It depends because all, all those words will mean different things, you know, with the employees, with the partners, because words mean a lot to me. Mm. So I, I've actually took those words and, and played on them to strategically offer different offers. So, yeah, so... Go ahead and, and it, say that. Yeah, so there's like a graduation system. 
and uh, you know, put my own little pizzazz on there. Like, you know, uh, we spoke, like you say, on the side about affiliate marketing. I have people I do affiliate marketing with, but I don't right. refer to them as affiliates. I refer to them as ambassador. It's just, to me, you know, sounds, you know how I be. There's a lot, there's a way sometimes I like to present myself. So I use it that way. But now right. let's say I'm trying to do a little bit more business, uh, you know, take some tasks that will be usually assigning within my control for my team to take care of, but you're willing to shift on that responsibility yourself. Now we, we could become partners. That That's something that I've been doing a lot with my business as well is um, figuring out when someone is an affiliate, because yes, we earn money together. Um, you know, we may earn money together because I give you an opportunity and also have to teach you how to go out there and make those kills. Right. So that mm -hmm. makes you an affiliate. If I'm still teaching you, yeah, we, you're an affiliate, right. Or an, or a mentee. Um, it, once we we're equals and we're equals when you have your own business, right. We're equals when you have your own platform and your own things that can, uh, that can shed some light on what I do. And I can shed some light on what you do, right. Once we can help each other and facilitate that back and forth. Cool. Then we're partners, right. Um, but that doesn't mean that you're a strategic partner. A strategic partner is somebody that uh, we provide money-making opportunities back and forth within 30 days or less. That's how I've broken down strategic partners. And I've had to break uh, all of this stuff down within my business so that when people come in, they can understand the priority of who gets what time, right? Like we don't need to be spending hours on a phone call with somebody who's a non-paying client. We need to be spending hours on the phone call with the client that, you know, they they buy everything that we come out with. You get what I'm saying there? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, um, you know, it's, it's good to always have a framework to go by. Those certain things like that, I tell myself as well, like um, you could, let's say, you know, make different buckets with a different type of task in your organization. And you deem that those tasks is, let's say, $10 an hour task. And this right. type of task or $100 an hour task, I'm trying to put myself where I'm making the $1,000 and $10,000 task an mm. hour. You know, like it's, it's, it's different. Like, you know, like me being like me being on a phone for a long period of time with somebody that's an unqualified lead. Right. That's a huge disservice to my organization. Exactly. I agree with that. Right. Yeah. Because you're donating time back to your company and that time that you're donating, right? It needs to be spent paying attention to how these actions make sense, right? And how they translate into not just revenue for your business, but the accomplishment of the mission of your business. Absolutely. So I think we, we, we got in pretty deep on the business tip. I'm, I'm definitely going to put several links in the bottom to push to some resources so that People can understand some of the things that we're talking about. Uh, and actually, you, you have a very affordable um, getting started business course out right now, don't you? Uh, absolutely. Actually, um, it started as a business uh, course where I just wanted to show people how to create their LLC. Um, you know, things could start from so many different thoughts. But one thing that was very prevalent in my mind is that a lot of people are kind of, you know, giving advice, you know, telling people hey, you need an escort. And I feel like there was misleading information out there where they only telling you to have. So I wanted to give you the all of it. And I just did that course, uh, five um, modules, less than half an hour, and you could implement in five minutes, I will say, if really because of how I broke it down. But even after I was done with the course and I really felt like it was good, I mean, the price is 37 right now. And honestly, that's limited because it is a gift, uh, but it's a solid product I do plan to run add to. But what the package include um, is three things. The course, but I didn't feel it was enough to get people to get a strong start. I wanted to give them some things to accompany that. So one of the things that I put on there is how to actually find virtual assistant to get to work for you in your business. I was thinking from the instant of like, let's say, you know, you work on nine to five and of course you want to transition from the nine to five. 
uh, but you don't necessarily want to quit your job because that jump is hard to make. And um, I had to make that jump, but maybe it would have been better if I had those tools. So besides knowing how to create your own LLC and the reason why, the myths and the benefits, all that is covered, I have to, you know, how to hire uh, your VA. And after that, I pretty much show you how to pick your market, which I think is really important. And uh, what's included in the what, how to pick your market is literally a letter from my desk where I really share uh, how I got started. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, I don't want to let too much, uh, you know, out, but uh, just to really give you a little insight, you know, since you're in your platform, I definitely want to do that. I honestly right. kind of feel like I started my business at a poker table. Mm. It, may, it may sound crazy, but I really started my business at a poker table. I was going to a program. And uh, we needed to make a survey to really know in what direction, you know, it's not enough to start a business, you know, it's not enough to make money. I'll tell you that, you know, you could be in a business, you're making money, but it's not even fun. It's, right. it's good for you to do a business where you're having fun with it. And that's kind of what that helped you do with picking the market. So at the poker table, uh, you know, a lot of us, I was an entrepreneurship program for veterans, had to do surveys up to 100, but really tell you, do your first thing, do your first thing and you'll be able to go. Most people didn't do the first thing, but me, what I ended up doing is I know I was going to go to this poker game and uh, my friend, mom also was going to be there because my friend lived with his mom and it's going to be nine of us at the table besides myself. I'm like, that's 10 people. So right then and there, I was taking people money that night and uh, had to ask them to uh, do a survey for me while I'm taking the money. It was a pretty funny, but after that, I just kind of like you know, start going because I knew like it gave me clarity what I needed to do. You know, what were my skill set? What were they aligned to? What are my affiliation? How do I connect it all? So yeah, you get all that for $37. And if you tell me you come from ambition and it did not help you, I'll give you a refund. You can keep it. You said. <laughs> yeah, no, because I know what type of people you mess with. You only mess with real ones. So I know it's only oh, real okay. ones. I, I hear this. So I'm like, this is how much I believe into it. You know, you can get it for the $37. And if you say, hey, I heard you on ambition, you know, talking about it. And I didn't feel like I got the value for that $37. I will give you a refund. You can keep it. Listen, not only, listen, I will double down on his refund. We at the poker table right now. <laughs> we at the poker table right now. If you could say with a straight face that you don't get the value in this man's course, shit. You wait, 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 wait. I have to say this. I have to say this. You have to show me you did the work. Yes, yeah, because yeah, because what's included in there, not only I am showing you how to pick a market, I'm also showing you how to survey that market with mm. everything already aligned for you. And to be honest, just the access you get into seeing what that product is and what's more to come from it, that one is worth it for a site. No, no I definitely agree. And let me clarify when I said double down, because I know idiot, I was going to give you a $37 store credit for my online course <laughs> academy. You could come over there and get some more knowledge if you need to be schooled up a little bit more. Let's go. Let's go, let's go. My bad for calling your heart is getting mad excited. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? There's a personality behind all of this. And I know we, we sat down, we got into all of the business stuff. So we nerded out for a bit. Let's get into some of the background, right? Absolutely. What is one of the wildest stories that you can tell me? One of the wildest things you've ever done, right? Um, I call a drill instructor bluff. That was my like my wildest story um, that just popped into my head. Yeah, we were on a firing, well, not necessarily the firing line, but the firing range. And I was in line. I mean, you know how it is in boot camp more than different. I mean, listen, I don't know if it's sorry I could reveal, uh, but hey, I lived it. You know, I put it out. And um, this guy pretty much, you know, he, he was trying to like fuck with me. You know what I'm saying? Like he really was trying to fuck with me on some like, I'm going to give you an unlawful order and just to show you that you don't have no balls. And the unlawful lawyer say, hey, there's a puddle over there. Uh, I bet you you won't jump in it and do push-up. And I was like, oh, bro, you just fucked up. We got Lieutenant Colonel Major on this range. 
and you give him this type of unlawful order thinking I'm not going to call you into it, bro, I started running towards it. He was telling me to stop. I was screaming on the top of my lung. I didn't want to hear him where I draw attention of more than like three, probably, probably thousands of people getting trained like towards me. And I jumped in this puddle of water and then, then I jumped and I salute him and said, done, sir, done. And oh man, he got in trouble. Yeah, and I was so happy I did that, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm on some wild shit, bro. And, and you know me, I, I've done a lot of wild stuff. Bro. Yo, the funny part is, I really feel like that was one of the milder stories that you gave us, man. Like, <laughs> you gotta remember, I knew you in the fleet. I knew some of your run-ins were higher ups in the fleet, cause. You, you, you. I, I, I'll give you another one. I give okay. you another one that was really wild. Um, like I had my gold card, young corporal, and really hold on I real quick for those freedom. who don't know. Um, gold card in uh Okinawa, Japan, where you got all of these young Marines. Yeah, we were grown ass men, but we were subjected to a liberty policy, and that meant that we basically had a curfew. So, gold card meant that, uh, what was it, Corporal Sirius? Yeah, it was Corporal Sirius at the time. Cor- Corporal Sirius was actually a grown-ass man and it could stay out past midnight. Yes, yes. The Cinderella rule did not apply to me, but uh, I had a little surgeon that was, like, very overzealous, and uh, she wanted me to check in with her over the weekend. And I'm like, I have a gold card. Like, I could stay past midnight. Which means... I might never go to sleep if I don't want to. And she just was like, oh, no, you better check in with me whenever you get in. And I'm like, listen, I go sleep at a hotel, you know, and she was just like pushing it. I'm like, okay, you want to fuck with me? I'm going to fuck with you. (laughs) And, bro, I just started like, you know, calling out like, you know, two, three, four in the morning. And uh, when she pick up, I would hang up because really I didn't confirm check in with you. So I'll call her again. So like her husband got mad because her husband was like an E7, you know, so like definitely top guns. And for, for those of you guys that don't know, that's a gun research. So I'm like, this guy is so much out of my rank, you know, like out of my pay grade. But uh, he showed up uh, to basically punk me and I had to look him in the face and uh, tell him in a very um, ambiguous way that your wife asked me to call her at that time. <laughs> and this guy was getting hitted and all I would tell him is like your wife asked me to call you call her at that time I was just doing my part with a straight face but letting him know like hey your wife requested that surgeon so and so your wife requested me to call her and you know I'm a grown man with a gold card I might have had a few and I was just following orders and uh, this guy wanted to fight so bad <laughs> the story carried on. He actually called a command. He wanted an apology or whatever. And I said, I will put a presentation for him to apologize to him. But when I submitted my presentation to show him how I was going to apologize to him in public, he just called it off because I was going to make him look very stupid. <laughs> so, yo, these were the type of antics all the time. This is like the most hated junior Marine ever. <laughs> All right. So also within your background, I know people can hear the accent. Um, born in Haiti, correct? Mm-hmm. Born and raised. I didn't get you until I was like 14. All right. So I, I have a theory, right? As a first generation American myself, both of my parents are from Barbados. Um, you know, when you have parents that come from these places, right, they immigrate to America. Number one, everybody's coming over here for some greenbacks. They come in for success, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a certain amount of uh, desire for success and drive for success that you inherit as either an immigrant in America or a child of an immigrant in America. How do you feel like that has fueled into your story or has that fueled into your story? Oh, no. I mean, it, it definitely has, like, fueled the story. Um, at the same time, like, it's here, here's, here's the thing. Um, one thing about growing up in Haiti, at least for me, uh, my mother, uh, I will say, is from very humble beginnings. 
Um, my father on the other end was a mayor and the richest man in town. So I've got this continuum where I could see, uh, you know, uh, the better life or the life that is not as great in a sense. And um, what happened when I was growing up uh, with my father, he was never really around. So it, it was mostly just being around with my mother. And um, I saw the sacrifice that she has to make. And um, like a, a little quick thing about my father, my father in his lifetime, he had 63 report cards and he was uh, first in 62 of them because he just like that much of a beast and then he dropped out of the high school because he was wasting his time. And it was time like that, you know, I would feel that way, but I would never dare because I know the sacrifice that my mom was putting in. So Listen. Yeah, it felt like responsibility, duties. So this is like secret. This is divine for me in that sense because that woman has put in sacrifice. And you know, like yeah, bro, uh, I totally get what you mean. Um, when I was, I want to say like three or four, I could know it's. I had to be around four right before I went to kindergarten. My mom used to take me to work with her, and so we would be in these offices at night just cleaning emptying out trash she taught me how to empty out the trash and I helped her finish during the night um and she had a lot of those jobs right and the transition that made me see <clears throat> America for what it is even as a child and then you know once that occurred it allowed me to start pivoting to understand okay it's not just about working hard it's about working smart was when my mom got her green card and became a CNA, the paychecks got smaller, wow. right? Yeah, so it was like, you know, she's working as a um, off the books. She can get a certain amount for, you know, taking care of these offices, uh, sleeping jobs, being a nanny, all of that, right? They, I mean, let's be honest, they, they, they pay pretty well, right? Especially when you don't have to pay taxes, Right. Then when you get your green card and taxes and all the FICA and all of that stuff starts hitting you. Teleported. So now I, I see my mom go from, you know, maybe I, I probably spent a lot of time with my mom while she was not a citizen to, you know, now being fully indoctrinated legally. Um, I get a mom maybe for about two hours a day. Right. So so I definitely see what you mean. Uh, and those sacrifices and, you know, how that instilled in me this, uh, this work hard ethic, this work ethic that's just unmatched, right? Like, I, I think we're pretty similar in this way. Like, you will not outwork me. I don't care what you do, right? There's sufficient, there's good enough, there's my standard, right? And I'm coming in somehow below my standard and above the rest of you, I don't understand it, right? Like that's the type of stuff that you come from, but it's just a mindset. It's like us, Sydney Portier said, uh, we have to work, we're trained to understand that we have to work twice as hard to get half as much. So we just make working eight times as hard normal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's definitely that spiral there. There's definitely that spiral there. But I'll say, you know, one way or one reason or one thing I'm grateful for that I don't get caught up in a rep too much mm -hmm. is um, is is really coming from Haiti. You know, mm. like when when you come from this type of rich experience, right? It's hard to really fit into a box like the maze, the matrix. They're trying to put you on. Yeah, so that's definitely something that I will say, you know, it's BS that I try to levitate over. And in our country, you know, we have a saying, if you stop to look at every dog that bark, you'll never get to where you're going. Mm. You, you know what? That's uh, very true. You, you really, you can't get distracted. Yeah. You can't get distracted. You, you got to understand that there's a focus and there's a mission there and you got to make your next move your best move. Absolutely. Time. Absolutely. Do, do that. And certainly I will say, take the time, like put in the time, put in the time. You mm. know? Um, yeah. And, and, and it goes back to what I say, you know, it's, it's not perfect. 
Like you gotta really implement. And you know, that's what the time is for. The time is to just implement. Even if it's a bad day, that bad day teach you like, you know, okay, those are bad ways to go about something. Yeah. That's true. That's real. Uh, you know, something that I also find interesting, Um, right? Slightly off topic is not one of my guests um, have that are entrepreneurs, not one of them have separated that life from their family, right? You mentioned earlier, your wife helping you with your business. Um, you know, all of my guests mentioned how it's a family thing. I have done several episodes on mixing business with pleasure and everything else. And, you know, in fact, I believe it to be ridiculous that we think that we can't, um, how do you feel about mixing business with friendships, mixing business with uh, family, extended family, so mother, brother, sister, and then your nuclear family, wife, kids? How do you feel about mixing business in all of these areas? I honestly think, um, you know, I have a very unpopular opinion when it comes to that. You know, mm. I actually think that's the natural order of how you should kind of grow your business. Say that. Yeah, it's a natural order and how you got to grow your business. You know, you, you, like, I mean, you know, I know the headache that could come from it, you know, and, and you should like welcome those headaches, part of territory. But really, if you could do business with your family that you should care for, you should love, uh, you know, that should be like your first, if you're really offering something that they need, you know, maybe they don't need it, but if right. they need it, they shouldn't get it really any other place, but from you and by the same token, I mean, you want to put a label on it, call it affiliate marketing. If my brother or sister is doing something that I need, I'm not getting it nowhere else. Well, that you mentioned something that's uh, very important. All too often, we expect people to support us just because they're family. Make sure that you're offering them value, right? You should be offering them value because they're family. Absolutely. I mean, you know, very simple. Where are you taking them from and where are you getting them? Right. And what are they going to have to do for it? Exactly. Exactly. It's got to be worth it. And to me, um, I mean, and, and I'll be honest, it might even sound extreme. Like I really choose to do business family because if it's good for my family, it's good for everybody else. That's kind of how I see it. So I kind of mix the business and personal. Like I'll tell you, like my mom, she wanted one of my services. And she's like, hey, son, you know, you know, help me out. And I'm like, OK, I got your mom. Stress and stress is going to call you from the office. Uh, if you want to hear from me, here's a little bit on how it's going to go. And she's like, oh, no, no, no. Like, why don't I just talk with you? And I'm like, no, mommy, this is the process. This is what I'm offering to people. And actually, I'm honoring you on the service for me. So you could judge it and tell me. I want to hear from you. How was the service? And it was great for Boom. my mom. Boom. Now when it, you, yeah. you, you said something very key there. I want you to go through the process so you can experience it and tell me about it right? Tell them what you're asking them for and give them a chance to be a participant in your business, right? Too many of us are just putting our shit out and expecting people to know, right? And people got people are trying to figure out where their next paycheck is coming from, right? They trying to know where the rent is, right? Like that's what they trying to figure out. Um, they, they don't know what's going on with you and your business unless you tell them. And if you tell them with an attitude, they ain't going to want to hear it. You know, I, I I mean, I don't think everybody ever felt like, you know, condescending when I speak, you know, um, but I do have an assertive way of speaking. Um, but it's like that, that's one of my struggles that I mentioned earlier about evolving. Like, uh, I'm sure you won't listen to this. And if you hear it, I, I don't really care, um, you know. I, bro, you you know me, you know me, right? So I, I yeah, I give you an example. It's the same. Yeah, yeah so my that, that might be one of the wild thing I do. So this is just me acting in my natural habitat for the people that's listening. So long story short, uh, it was one of my sister uh, that introduced me to somebody uh, she was talking to, and uh, I guess the guy automatically wanted to be upgraded to brother status. And uh, to me, that's not an automatic thing. Like you gotta gain it and you gotta maintain it. You, you, you can lose it. And this guy don't know that. And yeah, shout out to life. That's something I learned from him. Right. And so yeah, and this guy, 
um, you know, he's like, hey, he want to speak with me. So he, he, it's so messed up. You know, I say long story short, matter of fact, it's not short. There's no way to really cut it. This guy started wanting to um, recruit me. Um, mm. and, and he works at an MLM. And I'm trying to explain this guy, like, um, we really not on the same rung of the ladder. <laughs> yeah, you know, like very eloquently, I'm, I'm putting it to the guy. And it started to really become apparent to him because as it persists, I'm like, okay, you know what? I, I really want to paint the picture for you that we're really not on the same rung of the ladder. As a matter of fact, I have an offer that I designed for people like you and mine. And I started breaking down the offer to him. <laughs> yes, you know, like, so when I broke down the offer, he's really interested and he's like, oh, wow, like how much something like that will be? I'm like, you know, I haven't finalized everything, but I've already estimated somewhere between, you know, three and $5,000. And he's like, what's, you know, like, I, and I just maybe say something to my sister. My sister was like, oh, so what's his brother discount? And I'm like, what well, brother discount? You know, but I'm still trying to keep the vibe, you know, you know, like still trying to be politically correct or whatnot. I'm like, actually, um, he can confirm with you if the value is not there. But if he was to ever get this at 3000 on the low end, I guess that is with the brother uh, discount because he knows what I'm offering, what is worth. And when I broke it down in my book, it's about 8178 I'm really in over the numbers. And my sister kind of look at him. He kind of look at me back. He's like, yeah, he's still interested. But maybe he wasn't trying to have a conversation in that ballpark range, which I understand. Not everybody is there. But you know what? You was trying to warn him when he was trying to pitch to you. And this is something that people don't understand. Like, sometimes you're coming to people with your MLMs and it's like, you got to understand the difference between you pitching somebody's dream that they sold you on Mm-hmm. And come into somebody who has curated their dream, put together programs, figured out processes and systems, because th- this is what will happen. There will be a retort and a resale. Yeah, I mean, honestly, he even agreed. He's just he's not ready for it. And it's not a knock on him. Whenever he's ready, he can come back. I'll be there. But, you know. I told him what it is like, you know, for me to have a conversation with you, besides you say, you know, you want to talk about, you're still interested, like at least be ready. And, um, you know, some people think, uh, you know, I'm acting funny, but it's like, you know, and it goes back to the thing about, Hey, you got $10 task. You got, you know, a hundred dollar task. Me, I'm trying to stay on a, I want at least a comma. It is. This is what I will say to people you have a much better time negotiating the price of something with me if you come to me, right? If I'm talking to you or I initiated that conversation, we start where I say we start, right? And that's part of like just this general idea. I have no problem giving discounts. I just feel like you have to earn them, right? Like, What's the trade-off? Why am I giving you, you know, if I'm saying that this course is worth $45, why am I giving it to you for 30, right? What's the trade-off? What's the benefit back to me, right? I, if I was, are, are you assuming that I was having a problem selling it? Because that's, that, I don't know where we're going there. Yeah, right? I mean, it's, it's I, I don't know, it's weird. Yeah, it's, it's always weird. I mean, I give discount. I give discount. I give some stupid discount, bro. Like, hey, hey. bro, like, honestly. I give discounts to my returning customers. Bro, bro. Like, sometimes when I'm labeling the discount, it'll be something stupid, bro. Like, if you're a woman, you really look good, I might give you a discount. But, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's just like, don't I, ask I don't got it. that in me, bro. I don't got that in me. I I give discount. You gotta be a pleasure to deal with, though. Okay. You know. Okay. Well, when we say pleasure to deal with, I mean, you know, I know some people may take it somewhere, but you know, some nah, clients, nah. you know, when they no, like yeah, a it's, to deal it's with. you right. It, there's gotta be some sort of developing relationship there. That right. Okay, I could give you that, but yeah, for the most part, 
I don't do unless this is somebody that I'm working with. Um, this person is my client again and again and again. That's when I do discounts. But first time discounts? No. First time, you better catch the best sales price. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you one thing, you know, because I know you're into marketing. Here's one way that I have, uh, I actually has it, I have it in a clause of my contract, you know, for repairing on credit is I do a two-step process. So the first time you can't even buy anything from us, you know, it's just an opportunity to get into dues. We tell you how our program works. We answer any questions you have. And if mm -hmm. you want to move forward, okay, we get you ready to move forward with a consultant. You know, that's all that it is. And uh, one of the things that I outlined in that is, hey, if you really like that experience, by the time you sign up with a consultant, if you're willing to give you that experience, uh, instead of me spending money on marketing dollar, I'll give you a discount for you coming in. So it makes it easier for some people to come in. I mean, you know, I, I really put a lot of thoughts in different ways about how we could use it. But yeah, that's one way that I get discount before you can actually sign up. You get to experience it because I don't believe where money has to start exchanging in for you to get service. Like there's a lot of resource I just put out there. No. So I definitely still have that. Right. Like, so there's definitely free resources. This podcast is definitely a resource. People should definitely come back and listen to this, um, you know, share it, uh, send it to all of your business friends, because we definitely gave away a lot of tools and tips here. But one of the things I was going to mention was, um, I guess what I can do now is I do have a first time buyer's discount. It's tied into the affiliate program. So if I know that someone is serious about growing their uh, audience online, servicing a digital community, whether it's becoming an influencer or you're just trying to learn the skills of uh, digital marketing, then yeah, we can give you a 10% rebate for all of your purchases uh, and any of your friends or family's purchases as well based off of the link. So that does make sense. We can do that. Actually, me and you, man, we could put something together, honestly, you know, with uh, some of the things I got going on. Uh, I mean, what we mentioned earlier, I mean, I guess you, you said something where you say, you know, you double it, uh, you know, for them, but you know, that way we could market that way, uh, affiliate link and, you know, share to our communities so people yeah. understand and, you know, we expose on good stuff that we have going on. Well, yeah. And uh, the, this is uh, what I will say about affiliate marketing, right? Um, every business that is in business right now uses affiliate marketing. And the reason I say that is because whenever you look at an ad that Target is sharing on Facebook, and it doesn't matter how big or how small the company, the way that the internet works is by sharing and propagating links, right? People click on these links. And then when people click on these links, they go to a product page, they get serviced with a funnel, right? The sales funnel is written with a sales copy so that you can then make the sale. Um, and then the process is repeated. A percentage goes back to whoever was assigned that link, right? So every business is doing that. When uh, somebody, you go to somebody who has a body butter and they say, oh, you know, link in bio for the latest batch of X and X body butter, right? Or whatever lingerie uh, is being sold by Fenty. Every time somebody's sharing a link, that's affiliate marketing. So if it's that easy to make money online, right? If it becomes, now all you got to do is go to a couple of forums, utilize the, the Instagram comments on different posts and reels as forums, right? If someone's talking about information, you start utilizing all of that, breaking it all down and sharing your content, redirecting someone to a link. If it's that easy to make money, then yeah, why not do it? Some people don't know about it. I think that's what it is. Like, yeah. um, I, I mean, the way, I mean, it's not so much making it about myself, the way I've like, um, actually, you know what, just keeping it in the frame of marketing um, I like to say, you know, the way business work is A, B, C, D. Mm. And the A part is kind of like the one for marketing is where you make people become aware of who you are. So you could have the best B, C, D figure out on the back end. But if people are not aware of who you are, you know, you never catch anybody. So that's a very important piece. Mm, that's the uh, brand awareness. So Ari was just yelling at me about that the other day. She was going, 
uh, because we're discussing how we want to spend our uh, marketing budget, right? And, you know, I went directly into, okay, well, let's just promote, you know, let's just promote a sales funnel. She goes, no, we got to go brand awareness. Nobody's going to buy from someone they don't know. I said, shit, kill two birds, one stone. Add a video to that sales funnel. They'll learn. They see the sales funnel enough. They knew from the last time they saw it, right? Um, so there, there's that replication there, and but brand awareness being important, right? Just because you shared a sales funnel or just because you did an ad that was going to convert into sales or you did a promotion that was going to convert into sales, you also need to do promotion for what your brand is about, your mission statement, your values, all of that. So, man, listen, we, we should probably hop off at some point. We're going to end up giving a masterclass on how to build your business over here. A lot of gems in this one, bro. A lot of gems. Do you have anything else for the people? Anything you want to say? Uh, I mean, um, thank you guys for tuning in and mostly, you know, to you. Uh, thank you for inviting me. It's it's truly been an honor. I mean, you know, the friends you keep for 10 years plus, uh, you know, is definitely, you know, solid, solid, man. And I see you doing your thing. I listen to the episodes. It's, it's really an honor for me to be on there. And anybody that wants to connect with me, I mean, I'll say I am a very approachable guy. Uh, at the same time, I just have, you know, some structure. Um, you know, definitely there'll be some information where you guys can kind of like reach out. Um, we could always uh, chop it up a bit and kind of let you know how we could, uh, you know, book some time together if there's something I can help you with. But I think honestly, like uh, Ambition said, if you go back and you took some notes on the things we discussed, I don't think uh, we actually tried to keep anything away. I really was getting the things. It's just for the sake of time, you know, when you've been in business, you're so business minded. It's only so much you can fit into an hour. And I don't right. even think we're trying to go for an hour. We're probably just trying to do like 30, 40 minutes. Right. Thank God, you know, uh, my wife was like, I'll pick up the kids from school. And that's how I'm able to hang out so long with you, bro. So it's meant to happen. I appreciate it. Thank you. No, thank you too, man. And, uh, as we mentioned earlier, I'm definitely going to see if I can't grab a link from you to put in the uh, show notes for your business course, right? I um, think that's really important. And for $37, why shouldn't you go get that? Um, and I'll make sure to tag uh, another link in there for the online course academy for anybody that wants to jump in there and check out some of those things. And you guys can let me know how you feel, but I'm trying to get serious to do a course in that online course academy and i think we got a lot of meat and potatoes to go so give me your votes let me know how you feel hey just give me also some topics you know so if anything uh hey if the demand is there i guess i'll supply it i bet i bet hey we'll, we'll catch up on a, on a on the other side bro i bet, bet. y'all go be great <laughs>